This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, November 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Now, before we begin, here's a programming note. AgriPulse will publish Daybreak Monday through Wednesday this week and then take a break for the Thanksgiving holiday. Now, here's today's headlines. Farm Bill negotiators seek to close deal. Progress on China talks and May's soft Brexit seen blocking U.S.-U.K. trade. Farm Bill negotiators seek to close a deal. Aides to the Senate and House Agriculture Committees met through the weekend as their bosses sought to finish a new farm bill that Congress can move after the Thanksgiving recess. Congress isn't in session this week. As we have reported, some major issues have largely been resolved, but there were still disputes with the Senate over the Conservation Stewardship Program, forestry management provisions, and other issues going into the weekend. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway of Texas says he and Ranking Member Colin Peterson made a joint offer to the Senate at the end of last week, showing that they are finally on the same page for the first time during this process. All eyes will be on the U.S. and Chinese presidents when they meet in a couple of weeks in Argentina, but offers and counter-offers on a deal to end trade hostilities are already flying back and forth between the two countries. President Donald Trump on Friday said they sent a list of things that they're willing to do, which was a large list. It's a pretty complete list. It's a lot of the things we ask for. There are some things. There were four or five big things left off. He said, I think we'll probably get them, too. Trump confirmed that the U.S. sent a list of 142 demands to China, and China responded. Hopefully, we'll make a deal, Trump said. And if we don't, we're doing very well just the way it is right now. We have tariffs coming in on $250 billion worth of goods. USDA has room to boost rates for trade aid payments. It's unclear yet if the Trump administration will agree to boost payments to farmers under its $12 billion trade aid program, but officials are hotly debating such a move in the halls of USDA and even the White House, according to sources that tell AgriPulse. USDA did not consider reasonable basis disruptions when they calculated the rates of payments for the first tranche of the USDA trade aid program. But lawmakers and farmers from the upper Midwest are pressuring the Trump administration to do so as it prepares the second tranche, which is expected to be unveiled in early December. If a decision is made to increase rates of payment under the market facilitation program, one of the three programs included in the overall package, there would be some funds available to do so, according to government officials. USDA said it was authorized to spend up to $12 billion, but only allocated about $6.3 billion back in August. Although that's more than half of the money available, there will not be a repeat of expenditures for the other two programs, that the Food Purchase and Distribution Program at $1.4 billion and the Ag Trade Promotion Program at $200 million in the second tranche. That would mean all of the remaining $5.7 billion that has been authorized could go to the second installment of the Market Facilitation Program. That program, which makes payments to soybean, wheat, sorghum, cotton, dairy, and pork producers, received just $4.7 billion in the first installment. May's soft Brexit seen blocking U.S.-U.K. trade. You can expect U.S. agriculture groups to soon begin speaking out publicly against the Brexit plan announced last week by British Prime Minister Theresa May. 
Their concern is that the deal, according to conservative British lawmakers, would essentially assure that the U.K. keep restrictive European farm policies that the Trump administration is counting on the U.K. to do away with once it separates from the E.U., You'll be hearing from us soon, said one U.S. ag official after meeting Friday with British politicians David Davis and Owen Patterson, along with Shankar Singham, a director at Britain's Institute of Economic Affairs. To be clear, we would not be able to control our own regulations, and we would not be able to control our own tariffs, and therefore we would not be able to do any free trade agreements. Davis, a member of Britain's House of Commons and former Brexit chief, told AgriPulse. The visiting UK officials met with a host of government officials, too, during their visit. I have spent the last few days in Washington talking to government trade and treasury officials, encouraging a free trade deal with the U.K. Excellent persons, David said in a tweet. They have already started on the procedures to allow negotiations to start immediately once we leave the EU in March. Opponents may be powerless to stop agency moves. A key lawmaker opposed to the relocation of USDA's Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture says the plan may be too far along for Congress to stop. Representative Sanford Bishop, the ranking Democrat of the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, says that states where cities are preparing proposals to host the agencies are seeking to ensure lawmakers don't prevent the relocation from going forward. Bishop told AgriPulse, they're putting state interests first, and they may be in a position to block us. Now keep in mind, Bishop is in line to become chairman of the subcommittee in January, but that may be too late to do anything about the relocations. If Congress passes the USDA's fiscal 18 budget next month without a provision to stop or delay them, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue wants to start negotiations with the finalist cities in the first quarter of 2019. Farm wages up sharply. Farm worker wages have risen 8% this year, according to the latest USDA Farm Labor Survey. Farmers paid their workers an average of $14.47 an hour during October. That was up from $13.42 a year ago, the report says. The average wage paid in July was up 8% to $14.28, according to the report. Wages range from $11.83 an hour in the Mississippi Delta region to $16.02 in the Pacific Northwest and $16.26 in Hawaii. Total farm employment has dropped by 7% over the past year from 840000 a year ago to 784000 in October. Farm bankruptcies down despite tough economy. Fewer farms are declaring bankruptcy despite the slump in farm income. According to statistics compiled by the American Farm Bureau Federation, there were 468 Chapter 12 bankruptcy filings during fiscal 18, which ended September 30th. That's a decrease of about 8% from the 508 filings in FY17. Still, the 468 bankruptcy filings in FY18 was 25% higher than in fiscal year 2014. There are also sharp differences regionally. Bankruptcy filings were down sharply in the south and the west coast in fiscal year 18, but up in the Midwest, Plains, and some Rocky Mountain states. Well, here's today's He Tweeted It. Earlier, I had useful discussions at the U.S. Department of Agriculture, an amazing building built in the Great Depression. It's the third largest government building 
put up in a hurry on plans based on Leavenworth Prison. Very long corridors. You can walk on a 2.3-mile round trip. That was British Member of Parliament David Davis after an educational visit to USDA. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, November 19th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.